Welcome back to the Dequad Podcast. We're here for another week, and um, we, we have some big news. Um, we have decided to make another big change on the show, and we are going to go ahead and bring on Mike full time uh, as our co-host for the show. So, everyone, if you're watching, leave a big congrats to Mike. Um, I want to say personally to Mike that I, I appreciate him coming on the show week in and week out. Um, sometimes it's always last minute. Me hitting up Mike and saying, "Hey, can you be on the show to fill in for somebody?" Um, and Mike has earned this spot definitely. So uh, M- Mike is going to be here for uh, permanently for for the for the time being, and you know we'll we'll see what happens in the future. Everything is always unpredictable um, as well. So the last person we had on here before Mike will no longer be on the show anymore. Um, it's just going to be Mike and I. Uh, for those that don't know, Mike is, is is a Philly native, and he's a Sixers fan. If if you didn't see last week, he was wearing his uh, his AI shirt, and uh, they lost to the Heat uh, in the playoffs. So they lost four two. Uh, they lost by an average of 19 points in each game they lost. They've been to the playoffs five straight years, and they have not gotten the uh, past the second round in any of those years. Uh, Joel Embiid averaged 19.8 points per game, 9.8 rebounds per game, 1.8 assists per game, 42% from the field, and 25% from three while shooting 80% from the line. James Harden averaged 18 points, six rebounds, seven assists, 40% from the field, and 35% from three. But he scored zero points in the second half of game six. And in the, in the deciding game, he went over two. Uh, both of those shots were threes. And uh, James Harden is eligible to opt into his current deal next season, which will pay him 47 mil that year. And then he he's also eligible for a five-year, $270 million plus deal making it the biggest contract in NBA history. Sometimes like I say things and I get pushed back and I like wonder like why I get it. I think it's because like, I think of the sports in a different way. Like, I've been there like, like, like at a higher level than most. I'm not like trying to toot my own horn or anything, but like to get to that level, you have to be a different kind of athlete. And when I watch the Sixers and Joel Embiid, it is so clear that we have no dog mentality on our team. Joel Embiid is a talented, great player, Hall of Famer, one of the best players on the planet. But he has no dog in him. In order to win a NBA championship, it is so hard to do that, even with everything going right. But when you're constantly in a goddamn hole with injuries, guys like Ben Simmons and James Harden not stepping up, literally afraid to shoot when we need you the most. Ben Simmons wouldn't take those shots. And he got shipped out. And then we got James Harden, who wouldn't even take a shot, two shots in the fucking second half of that elimination game. And it's fucking unheard of. That's embarrassing. Like, at what point do the Sixers say, like, guys, like, we need a culture change. Two different head coaches, three different GMs in, like, the past, like, five years. And nothing changes. And the common denominator is Joel Embiid. He is this guy that we're constantly, like, failing because of him. We're in the playoffs. He's only been healthy in the playoffs one time, and that was because he missed the final, like, three months leading up to the playoffs. Two broken orbital bones, a fucking thumb just in this fucking playoffs. Before that, torn MCL, broken foot, a tummy ache against the goddamn fucking Raptors. It doesn't end. Like, the Sixers need help. We need a real dog like Jimmy Butler, and you decided not to keep him. I think that is the Sixers' biggest mistake was losing Jimmy Butler. They favored Tobias Harris over Jimmy, and it ended up costing them in, in the long run because Tobias, I mean, he's, he's obviously a, a number three guy. Do you think Jimmy Butler would allow Ben Simmons to fucking play doodle jump on his phone during practice? I don't think so. 
if they had Jimmy Butler, I I think they would have gotten a lot farther than they than they have. And the worst part about this is Jimmy Butler's been very vocal these past few weeks, going on like podcasts and everything. He went, he was on with JJ Redick and shit. And JJ and him were teammates with the Sixers, mm-hmm. lost in that double doink game against Kawhi in the game winning shot in Game Seven. And they both expressed how they knew they weren't coming back because the culture was moving on from them. Jimmy, I quote, said, "They asked, can Jimmy be controlled?" And he said. Nobody can control me. Not even fucking Pat Riley can control me in Miami. And the Heat don't want to control them. In sports, to be great, you need that going back at each other mentality. It's just sports. That's life. Like, you got to be able to take that role with it. And like, you're still boys at the end of the day. Right. And Ben Simmons said, it's either me or it's Jimmy. And the Sixers said, we're keeping Ben because Ben was no longer the main ball uh, like point guard in the playoffs. He went his whole entire season, and then they said, Jimmy, this is your team in the playoffs. Switched up. Ben, like, disappeared. And he said, fuck that. Like, Sixers, you got to decide. And they sent Jimmy packing. They didn't run it back, and we've been worse ever since. Two finals for Jimmy, and the Sixers can't even make it fucking out of the goddamn second round. round. I think Jimmy is a perfect fit for Philly, for Philly and Philly fans. He busts balls. You know, he, he doesn't hold his tongue. I, I think he, he's perfect for that culture. And the worst part is after the goddamn game, after they eliminated us, he and his post-game presser on the court said, I love Philadelphia. I wish I was still on this team. Like, he just literally put the knife in my heart and twisted it. Dagger. Like, why? You put me down even more. Why'd you have to say that? And he says, I love Joel. Like, I want to still play with him. Like, Jimmy literally was perfect for Philadelphia. Philadelphia loved him. Jimmy's first week when he got traded to the Sixers hit two game-winning shots. We haven't had a dog like that since. Jimmy fit that culture perfectly. And Ben Simmons, in the end, did not. Ben Simmons was their guy that they drafted, who they wanted to progress as he got older and, and as he kept going on throughout the years it obviously didn't happen in philadelphia but i i think that is their biggest mistake was getting rid of jimmy butler and choosing tobias harris over 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 him the process was not a failure the process was great we tanked for all those years and sam hinky flipped player after player into fucking like great assets we literally had Christian Wood, TJ McConnell. Covington, who is garbage, but he's, he's a nice 3 and, uh, three and D guy. I'm not saying these guys were good when they were on the Sixers, but like that's how good Sam Hinkie was. We had all these guys, they were role players, and they all moved on and got paid and now are like very good contributors to the team. But the NBA forced Sam Hinkie out, put Brian Colangelo's, I don't know if his father's name is Brian too, I think it is. Jerry. Jerry Colangelo into the Sixers GM position, who then did nepotism and put his own son into the fucking GM position, who then fucking traded Mark for Markel Fultz, the first pick in the draft, instead of Jason Tatum, another asset that Sam Hinkie left the Sixers with all these first-round picks from the Lakers. We literally finessed so many goddamn teams, had all these picks. Colangelo then fucking picked Fultz over Tatum, then we get rid of fucking Colangelo after he per- is a burner account guy, ripping it on his own teammates. Then we get <laughs> Elton Brand, who decided to fucking ship Jimmy Butler out to Miami and sign out fucking Horford, who was washed. 
And now all of a sudden has a resurgence in the fucking playoffs. But Al Horford reminds me of that guy in the gym, that old guy in the gym who will sneakily give you the work. He was horrible in Philadelphia. He, he went back to Boston. He's over here giving Giannis the work in the playoffs. He was in the corner and had Giannis pump faking on Al Horford three and then fucking goes to the rim and just yams it in his mouth. Al Horford, I love him as a player. He wasn't that in Philadelphia, but he's back and doing that in Boston. I can't stand Al Horford, specifically because his sister literally fucking cries on social media, like defending her brother to the death of her. But that's oh, yeah, I seen that. Him and his wife, too. Yeah. But fucking then Elton Brand is out. Fucking Brett Brown, awful. He was also a fucking, at one point in time, the GM as well. First player coaching shit, bullshit. Awful. We got fucking Doc motherfucking Rivers, the king of blowing 3 1 leads and going nowhere with all the talent in the world. And Daryl Morey, who then squanders three first-round picks for James fucking Harden. He had no plan. He's not a good GM. His reputation is all built on the back of James Harden, who now is going to rip your fucking legacy apart because he traded three first-round picks, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and fucking Ben Simmons for a guy who's completely washed. Embarrassing. Fuck. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> there are people who say the drafts are meant for you to make mistakes and learn from them the markel Fultz draft was a horrible time to make a mistake and that right there cannot be forgiven on the part of sixers fans and the philadelphia 76ers they could have had tate on their team we were supposed to have the third pick in that draft and, tate and they moved up right instance consensus third pick it was supposed to be markel Fultz, ingram Ball, or Ingram, yes. Ingram, sorry. Wrong year. That was the next year. Yeah. And then Tatum. So Tatum would have just fell into our laps. We would have kept our first round pick that we got from L.A. Imagine the Sixers team right now. What could have been? Fucking Tobias, Jimmy Butler, Tatum. No fucking faults. Ben Simmons. Like, God damn. Like, Jesus. And Joel Embiid. That right there is almost as bad as the jordan draft in 84. hakeem first pick sam Bowie second pick third pick michael jordan the sixers did it the opposite way they moved up to first got markel Fultz, and then the guy who went third who they could have drafted and just stayed there jason tatum ends up being a superstar and markel Fultz ends up being a bust that right there if you're a sixers fan that is unforgivable Doc Rivers, Mike, Mike brought that up, history of blowing 3-1 leads. We have his entire uh, playoff history right here. So we're, we're going to read it off. And then uh, he also put out a statement um, as well that, that I'm sure Mike would love to hear. So uh, we'll, we'll read it off and, and then we'll get uh, Mike's reaction. So in, in 2009, the Celtics were up 3-2 on Orlando and lost the series. In 2010, they were up 3-2 on LA in the finals and they lost the series. In 2012, they were up 3-2 on the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. They lost the series. In 2013 with the Clippers, they were up 3-2 on Memphis. They lost the series in seven games at home. In 2014, the Clippers blew a 15-point lead in Game 5 versus OKC and ended up losing the series in six. In 2015, they blew a 3-1 lead to the Rockets. In 2016, they blew a 2-0 lead to the Blazers and lost the series 4-2 and four straight losses. In 2017, they lost Game 7 at home to the Jazz. In 2020, the Clippers blew a 3-1 lead to the Nuggets. And then in 2021, the Sixers blew an 18-point lead in Game 4, a 26-point lead in Game 5, and they lost the series 4-2 in Miami. Doc Rivers also 
holds five out of the eight records for largest blown leads in the past two postseasons. In 2020, the Clippers blew a 16-point lead. In 2021, the Sixers blew an 18-point lead. In 2020, the Clippers blew a 19-point lead, and they also blew a 21-point lead. And then in 2021, the, the Sixers blew a 26-point lead. And then he also put out a statement as when he was asked by reporters the, the day after they got eliminated. He said um, that Tyrese Maxey tried to meet with him over what skill development he should work on. He said, I refuse to meet with him because I think he should be taking more than a week off. It is just insane how bad Doc Rivers is. They show him in a huddle during timeouts. They literally have a, a close-up when the Sixers were down by nine in the elimination game of his clipboard, and he had nothing drawn on the fucking clipboard. <laughs> I've seen that. Any, yeah, he doesn't do anything. All he is is a preacher. That's all he is. He's literally so bad at, at his job. This season, we had fucking the second most blown leads with eight, only worse than the fucking, I think it was the Kings, who didn't even make the goddamn playoffs. That's saying something. We're talking about his resume. Bro, you you had a big three before a big two or three was even a goddamn thing in your Celtics team. Barely won a championship then. That's how bad he is at coaching. All this talent, every single different team, different city, Philadelphia. He said like, oh, nobody expected this team to be anything. But when you got this job from Brett Brown, Sixers were up there with the East in every playoff. We were just literally eliminated through the champions, the champion Raptors. And then you inherited the team, got the number one seed, and then this year shit the bed and we're like a fucking five, four, four seed. Like, come on, bro. Like, you're that bad. The Clippers, they were always all that talent. Awful. Celtics, all that talent. Only one ring. You're the problem. You're the problem. From 09 to 2013, Doc Rivers blew a 3-2 lead in the playoffs in each of those years. Your boy Chris Paul has the most blown 2-0 leads. Not surprised. Overrated. <laughs> Bum. People are like, oh my god, he's got a, he's a great passer, great assist maker. So was John Stockton. He's a fucking, he's a bum. So nobody cares, okay? I will say whatever I want about Chris Paul. I don't like Chris Paul. If you're friends with LeBron and Rich Paul, you're dead to me. Ex except for Carmelo Anthony because I love that guy so much. Carmelo gets a pass from me, the rest of them. And Dwayne Wade too. Dwayne Wade, I'll, I'll give him a pass on that as well. So Chris Paul, that, that only is one more guy. Chris Paul. He's a douche on the court and off the court. LeBron needs to stop posting the music video things on his Instagram of him dancing to the songs. You don't know the lyrics, LeBron. We know you don't know the lyrics. He's over here dancing to the new Kendrick album. This dude's over here dancing to songs that they're not even supposed to be danced to. Like, that's not a dance music. song. He's a, And he's leaking music that people privately <laughs> send him. You remember that shit? That yeah. was the whole story. So people will send LeBron mixtapes of like their like their tracks and he'll post it on Instagram of him dancing to it. Like you can't fucking put that out, LeBron. Uh, Mike was talking about Joel Embiid. People are saying that he was snuffed from the MVP. Jokic got 65 first place votes for MVP. That is the fewest for an MVP since Steve Nash in 05-06. Jokic had a 32.94 player efficiency rating and Joel Embiid had a 31.24 rating. Uh, Jokic averaged 27, 13, and 7 on 58% shooting and 33% from the from three-point line and 81% from the free, uh, from the free throw line. He carried an, an injured Nuggets team to the playoffs. Uh, and then Joel Embiid averaged 30, 11, and 4 on 49% from the field, 37% from three, and 81% from the free throw line. Uh, and he carried the Sixers to a 51 wins this season without Ben Simmons. MVP to me is being the best player and being valuable to your team, like, if I'm not playing, my team will be ass. Like, that's how 
my MVP standards. And if, when Joel Embiid didn't play for the Sixers, they would be a lottery team. Like, that's how good he is. The wild thing, I think, about this voting was it wasn't even close. People were saying this was going to be neck and neck. And the worst part is Giannis only got nine first-place votes. That That's wild. We have a list here of the biggest MVP snubs of all time. Dave put it together. So let's see. Uh, and there was one on here that will piss off Mike uh, very, very much. So here we go. First one. We got Carl Malone over Michael Jordan in 96-97. Malone averaged 27-9-4 and four and had 16.7 win shares. And Jordan averaged 29.6 points, 5.9 rebounds, 4.3 assists, and 18.3 win shares. Now, this one pissed off Jordan so much that he went on to kick Malone's ass in the finals. He took that personally. It, it, go watch the last dance. He talks about it. He was furious about lo losing that MVP to Carl Malone. So the next one is, is going to piss Mike off. Allen Iverson over Shaq in 2000, 2001. Iverson averaged 31, 4, and 2 with 11.8 win shares. And Shaq averaged 28, 12, 2, and had 14. 0.9 win shares. The Lakers and Sixers had the same amount of wins with 56 wins. Iverson averaged more points, but he played more minutes than Shaq, and he had a higher usage rate of 35.9 to Shaq's 31.6. Shaq also led the league by shooting 57% from the field compared to Iverson's 42%, and if you factor in Shaq's free throw percentage, he still had a better shooting percentage than, than AI with 57.4 to Iverson's 51.8. AI literally was the entire 76ers team. Like Aaron McKee, Eric Snow, uh, Matumbo, they were not good. Like AI is MVP. He's the answer. He's a legend. I think if you take AI off that team, they get Noor. If you take Shaq off that team, they do worse. But I think they still make it through with Kobe. Yeah. It's not even a question. Like lottery team. But it was close. It was close. It, it was a very close race yeah. between those two guys. And that's fine. Like, close race, they, every team has different levels of, like, help and everything. Like, Sixers were, would be a whole different situation without their guy in Allen Iverson. It's it just, is most valuable player who's the player who is most valuable. Shaq was valuable, but I think that year, AI was more valuable because if you take him off that team, Mike just pointed it out uh, a couple minutes ago with the whole Embiid and, and Jokic. If you take Jokic off that team or you switch them both, I think that, that they do a lot worse. And put AI on LA, put Shaq uh, in Philly. I, I think Philly ekes to the playoffs, and, and I think LA does far a lot better than, than they would. Um, with, I, I'd say 48 wins probably with them, with, with AI on the team. It, it was tough in the West back then. It would be pretty wild to see AI and Kobe sharing the ball too. Oh, yeah. That, oh, I forgot about that. No yeah. passing. <laughs> no passing, just shooting. All right. Next one, Bill Russell over Wilt Chamberlain in 1961-62. Bill Russell averaged 18, 23, and 4, and Wilt averaged 50, 25 rebounds, and 2.4 assists. That's a robbery right there. 50 points, and he didn't win MVP. 18 and 23 over 50 and 25? Come on, man. That, that's, that's ridiculous. MVP, uh, uh, like in many leagues, got to like redefine it because in the NFL specifically, like it's right. now just a quarterback Heisman Trophy. It's just a quarterback yeah. award now. Like come exactly. On. Uh, all right, next one we got. Uh, okay, I, I think this one right here is, is clearly obvious. I don't know. The NBA was on drugs this year. Steve Nash over Shaq in 2004-2005. 
Steve Nash averaged 15, 11, and he didn't even finish in the top 10 of PER. Shaq averaged 22, 10, and 2.7 assists and 2.3 blocks while shooting 60% from the field and finished second in the league with a PER of 27. That's a fucking robbery right there. 15 points a game? Get the hell out of here. Come on. Thinking back on the NBA, Shaq kind of bounced around a lot. The Lakers, mm-hmm. Orlando, the Orlando. Lakers. Then he went to the Suns, right? He's teamed up with. Orlando, Lakers, Miami, then Phoenix, then. And then Phoenix he was like, bounced Boston. Yup. I think that's it. Okay, that that's a, a whole rainbow. He was so bad in Boston. Oh, Cleveland too. Yep, Cleveland. I, f- I forgot he played with LeBron. I knew, like, at the end of his career, he just had like these quick stints. Yeah, so it was L.A., Orlando, Miami, Phoenix, Cleveland, Boston. So six teams. AI did the same exact thing after he got traded to Denver from Philly. Literally, fucking. Went, there's years with the Pistons were just like, come on, bro, retire, and then he came back to Philadelphia again. Last one we have right here, and this one is the biggest robbery of, I've ever seen in my life. Steve Nash over Kobe Bryant, 2005-2006. Steve Nash averaged 18.8 points, 10.5 assists, and shot 44% from three and had 12.4 win shares. Kobe averaged 35.4 points per game, 5.3 rebounds, 4.5 assists, 15.3 win shares. And that year, he scored 62 and three quarters. And then the next month, he dropped 81 on the Raptors. And he still lost the MVP to Steve Nash, who is robbing people of accomplishments. Devin Booker, this guy got exposed. I don't like him at all. But I think that Devin Booker has become the most unlikable player in the league. There was fan footage of him in game five flopping on purpose and smiling while pretending to be hurt. We have the video right here. And let's see. We'll ask Mike, douche or no douche? And do you like this guy after watching this video? Let's uh, let's watch it. Do we have the video here? Like I was such a big Devin Booker fan. I was too. I was too. I actually liked the guy. Yeah, I felt so bad for him, like what he was going through in Phoenix. But like he he's becoming a villain, and he's playing into it. Yeah, piece of shit in my opinion. Garbage. Uh, I do love that he's a baller. Like he is a beast on the court. He's a piece of shit. Flopping on purpose. It's Chris Paul rubbing off on him. That's guarantee it. Both Chris Paul's a dirty player. And it's rubbing off on Booker, who is now being a fucking trickster with the whole slapping the ball off Luca's hands and now flopping on purpose. This is probably, probably hanging out with LeBron. He probably learned that shit from LeBron with his fucking flopping. Come on, Deep Book. Harry Irving. <laughs> this guy is streaming on, on Twitch. He is streaming GTA, and he is yelling at trolls that comment hate at him. So we have a clip right here. Oh, we have the audio of it, actually, of him yelling at the... Uh, at the Twitch trolls. Do we have it right here? It's about so long y'all can say the same jokes. Oh, Kyrie, what are you doing at home? That's how y'all sound to me. Oh, what are you doing at home? Are you going to Cancun? Oh, you, where are you? Are you at home? Oh, Kyrie, you suck. 
<laughs> what are you doing? Oh my god, go back, go back to Cleveland. Oh my god, Boston hates you. Oh my god, that's how y'all sound to me, cockroaches. <laughs> I see like that, bro. Oh my god, man, he's he's definitely on one, man. I don't know what's up with him, bro. He's on drugs, man. Shut <laughs> the fuck up, bro. I hear it so often, and that has even a racist undertone to it. He has to be on drugs. This woke black guy has to be on drugs. Shut the fuck up. Haven't smoked not one thing. Haven't taken not one drug. You over here? Oh my god! Oh, yeah, this guy's gotta be on something, bro. That, that's the that's the prototypical <laughs> response that you hear from somebody that's living a life in a shell that don't know shit what's going on. Especially when you start talking about what's going on with racial prejudice and discrimination, bro. <laughs> Do you hear the planes exploding in the background while he's playing GTA? <laughs> this guy is fucking hilarious. Oh my god! Are you the same motherfucking guy that thinks the Earth's flat, bro? Like. <laughs> Come on, Kyrie. What are you doing, man? Streaming on Twitch. No face cam. No, no face cam on it. It's just him playing the game with very low audio quality. And uh, I, I, the video quality is all right. Um, Phil Jackson. Apparently, he is consulting, being a consultant for the Lakers. And uh, according to the LA Times, uh, Jeannie Buss is leaning on him uh, for help restructuring the Lakers after their loss. For those that don't know, Jeannie Buss and Phil Jackson used to date as well. Um, which is kind of sick, but you know, say what you want, say what, say whatever you want about that. He reportedly told her to trade LeBron and keep Westbrook and build around him. I can't believe this. That is horrible advice. The crazier thing is, Magic's with him as well. They're just a package deal. They're both back with the Lakers in their good graces, and they they're just tired of the fucking LeBron debacle. That is like he hates LeBron as well. The highway. He, he hates LeBron because LeBron got mad about him calling his friends posse members. Like the LeBron, remember, remember that a couple years ago when he was yeah, in New Chris York? Paul. He was like, yeah, he was like Chris Paul, Carmelo, D Wade. His posse was with him when, when I when I talked to him, and LeBron got mad because he said that that was racist. Which I'm, yeah. I I doubt. I mean, well, Pippen said too that that Phil Jackson was a racist. I'm like, what the hell is going on with the, all this racist stuff that, that he keeps fucking putting out? People are saying Phil Jackson is racist. He he was like, uh, Pippen was like, oh yeah, uh, Phil Jackson benched me because I'm black. I'm like. What are you talking about? Jo uh, Jordan? You think he's fucking over here benching Jordan because he's black? I doubt that, buddy. So I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't believe in the whole Phil Jackson is racist thing. I, I think he just hates LeBron. I went on Twitter and I seen the, this guy post a screenshot of his 2K score. Uh, he was the Clippers and, and the other guy was the Bucks. He won 128 to 3. This guy shot. 74 shots he went 45 for 74 and 20 from 35 from three and 18 for 22 from the field the other guy who scored three points took 71 shots he went one for 71 over 49 from three and one of two from the free throw line and he didn't quit imagine you lose by 125 points and you don't even quit if i go down 20 i'm out dude i've seen a a wild video that's funny you brought this up like professional gamers getting blown the fuck out and he came back and won like last second in madden football he was like this is why you don't quit blah 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 like nope not me <laughs> gaming is a wild people get so i love the people that like are down big and they keep pause and and like be trying to like make you quit because they're tired of like waiting the clock right on. if you pause the game you're a piece of shit like come yeah. on are you serious like you, you have to be the absolute piece of garbage to pause during a, a game and, you know, wait for the other person to quit. 
Hey, listen, there, if you're up 20, just roll it out. I mean, that person is, is bound to quit. If you're playing 2K, I, I, I used to play my team all the time. I would fucking break everything in my fucking in my vicinity just playing that shit. And that's why I had to stop playing because I was almost went into a damn mental asylum. So I had to stop. I remember when I was in high school, I would just break everything in sight. So eight-year-old me playing NCAA football, I had to win the Heisman. Like that was always my goal. And I would play quarterback, make my guy fucking swagged out 99 all the way up. And I would literally take every kickoff and intentionally run out at the one yard line. So that way I could throw a 99 yard pass <laughs> every play. And I lost the Heisman Trophy to my wide receiver. Oh, that's unfortunate. Speaking of sporting events, uh, that brings us to our to our sponsor, SeatGeek. Uh, for those that don't know what SeatGeek is, SeatGeek is an app that helps you buy and sell tickets in the most helpful way. On your phone, download the app, you sign in, it automatically shows you available events in your area. So whether it's a sports game, it's a concert, it's a comedy show, it doesn't matter, they have it all. So the best thing about it is it will show you the best deals for you, green being a good deal, yellow being an okay deal, and then red being a bad deal. It also will rate the deal from one through 10 to give you the best deal possible. SeatGeek also allows you to uh, sell your tickets as well. So if you buy a ticket and you end up not being able to go to the event, you, you can sell the ticket on the app. Promo code GQUAD for $20 off your first purchase. So thank you for SeatGeek for sponsoring us. Um, we have a little game right here that, that I wanna play. Uh, it's uh, the NBA champions in the last 10 years. So I wanna see if Mike and I can name uh, the NBA champions in the last 10 years. So obviously, there we, we have no champion this year yet. If I had gone from 2012 to now, it would be, we, we wouldn't have been able to do it because the year hasn't ha ended yet for the NBA. So it is from 2011 to now. So let's see. 2011 was obviously the Mavericks. 2012, Heat. Heat. Back to back, right? Back to back. So 2013 was also the Heat. 2014 was the Spurs because they lost that one 2015 was was it was it golden state or golden state golden state yeah golden state and then 2016 golden state was probably back to back and then Cleveland. No, I, they won in 2015 and then the next year they went back to with lebron and then that was a 3-1 year okay i think you know it's like it's cleveland. warriors cleveland then it's like warriors again like and then 2017 was Golden State, obviously. I know last year was the Bucks. 2018 was back to back, right, for Golden State? Yeah, it was the KD back to back because he has two Finals MVPs. Golden State. 29 or, or was it? Oh yeah, it was. So 2019 was Toronto. Yeah. Okay, that was Kawhi's year. 2020. Fucking Lakers. Bums. 2021 Bucks. Bucks. Let's see if we're right. Let's see. I think we, we might have got one wrong. Try just one of those repeat years. Dallas, Miami, Miami, Spurs, Golden State, Cleveland. Okay, we're good so far. Right. And then Golden State, Golden State, Toronto, Lakers, Bucks. We got it all right. Let's fucking go for the films that say you guys know nothing about basketball. Fuck you. How about that? There you go. Like, oh, I know more basketball than you. Like, motherfucker, you are you in my house watching me watch TV? Like, <laughs> who cares? Like, people on TikTok, we are adults, okay? <laughs> I am not a 15 year old boy. 
Stop saying that. We are adults. I've been watching basketball for longer than most of you kids have been alive. It's not even close. Stop saying that we're 15 years old and stop telling Mike to get a haircut, okay? He's not, he's <laughs> going through something right now with his barber. You want to share that story or no? I'll share it. Uh, this girl and I did go back long, long time, like eighth grade. We went to like different, she went to Catholic school. I met her at a Catholic school dance. I thought she was the most beautiful girl ever and uh, shot my shot freshman year. Me and her were both uh, brought up to varsity. So like we had this like connection going on, like freshmen on varsity teams, hanging out with the older people. And like we started hooking up and we broke up, but like stayed close ever since she became my barber, like when we got older and uh, she broke up with her boyfriend. We started hooking up, went back and forth. And now I fucking have long hair because she won't answer my text anymore because I went <laughs> You want ghosts. <laughs> so, I was oh, saying cut my, my hair. I can't. I want I only trust her. How long has it been since you guys have since well since you gotten a haircut? Is how long? I think like the first time I came on the pod, I went and got a haircut to look fresh for you, and then I haven't that long? It. Yeah. So Not that's long. what? How, how many months? Three, two months, yeah. Oh my god. January twenty-fifth, I asked for a haircut and she didn't answer. That's four months. <laughs> Oh my God! So, so what happened that that you know caused that friction? I I have no idea. I said tomorrow question mark, and then next day question mark again. I said you alive question mark. No answer. I said did I do something question mark. Oh my no God! Answer. Four texts in a row. Like these are like I gave her a full day to answer, no response. So like each day I'm asking this question, like question mark. Oh, the double text that that may have killed you. Fuck it. That's a they all come back in the end. Yeah, like what? We'll just go somewhere <laughs> for four months. Fuck's sake, you're a barber. Fucking do your barber privileges. Dude, and I would go to her house and pay her in cash. Like, like it's the you would rather have that than me come to your fucking work and like uh, have to fucking only take a tip from me and my probably, tip. She probably, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, she probably felt, felt like a whore. You you got a haircut, you banged her, and then you paid her. That's Fuck prostitution. Yeah. Take that's prostitution right there. That's why she ghosted you. If there's anyone in the Philly area that's a woman that uh, is a barber, hit Mike up. He needs a haircut or just fucking I find a new well one. I tip well the other way too. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Obviously not because she ghosted you. So uh, <laughs> there was... <laughs> you want to go over Marty and Rhea one more time about what the aftermath happened? Because Mike was very yeah. upset about the way Marty was treated. I do. I, I think that was completely out of line for Dave Portnoy to say on air live that you are not getting re-upped simply because he, the girl he chose to date. We're grown ass men and women. Like we can decide who we love. We can't help it. Like that's just life. And especially at a place like Barstool where like in Marty Mush Marty. Up and then fucking approached Hank about it, like took care of it out outside of the workplace. It shouldn't have been like made out to be this big deal. Like let fucking Marty Mush earn his keep. And the fact that Marty took all the fire while Rhea hasn't even made a fucking peep yet, like, that's insane. That's It's such a double standard. Why do the men always have to take this heat? This is all because of her. Obviously, it's a bad look for them to all just gang up on Rhea. Like, all these guys, like, ganging up on her and saying, you know, what are you doing? This is bullshit. You know, things like that. It's a bad look for Barstool, who's already, you know, labeled as, you know, a, you know they don't respect women. They hate women. Um... So I mean that that would obviously be a bad look for him. 
I said I said it last week. I hate Marty. I can't stand Marty. I hope he gets fired. But at the same time, I did feel bad for Marty for, for the way he was treated by the guys, and he was just getting shit on by Dave and Big Cat and Hank as well. If I, so, I thought if I was in Marty's shoes, how would I feel? I feel fucking I feel bad as well. But Marty has done a bad job with what he's done. He has not created content that can exist without Dave and Dan. If you create a separate thing that, that you do at the company that doesn't involve Dave and Dan, you can succeed. But he hasn't. He just there are shows and content that Marty just appears in that he has no idea what he's talking about. The the Barstool uh, college basketball game, uh, college basketball show, the Barstool Pick Central. Marty picks are fucking horrible. They always lose. It's never fucking correct. And it's just ridiculous with, with the way that Mar Marty appears to be on Barstool. He sounds like a fucking moron. I hate him so much. And but I do. I I would be, I I'd be lying if I said I, I didn't feel bad for Marty at this point. But the, at the same time, they're, they're public. They're you know everyone at Barstool was always public about what they do. And and I said okay. How about if I was in Dave's seat, I would be upset too about you know somebody who was because Hank was clearly upset. He said he wasn't upset. We we all know Hank is upset. There's no way that no that anybody would be upset, and we know that that he was angry about it. So that's why Dave was angry because I guarantee you that he told. Dave in, in private, hey, you know, I'm saying that that I'm not upset about it, but in, in reality, you are upset about it, Hank. So that's why Dave and Dan were so upset about it because Hank was upset, and so that's why they just ganged up on Marty. But I, I did really feel bad for Marty and the way he was just fucking destroyed by everybody in the office. They said he was gonna propose to Rhea, like he loved her that much, and they broke up. And to see her dump you and go for it, like. A, like a downgrade and you have to watch that it's just like it hits it hits your ego even more and like the fact that like dave and dan and all them like put all this shit out like you're opening the door to get sued like it is so clearly a fireable offense like they're firing you simply because of what you just who you decide to date and right. marty just looks so defeated on the pod when they're like like he's like, I, I just can't believe you're gonna fire me simply because of who I love. Like that makes no sense. And Mark Dave said, You have eight months to prove yourself, but really he doesn't because he already said, like, you're fired no matter what. And and he basically said Rhea's fired too. When Rhea had like she's the most successful woman podcaster at their network after Alex Cooper left. Like yeah. she is the face of women barstool. And Dave pretty her much friend. Yeah. Add friend and their friend. I love you. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're a duo, but like it's her shit. Like her shit. Stan friend. I stand yeah. Philly native. Anyway. Stan her. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm clearly, Dave, you're not really gonna give him a fucking chance because you Don't said shot. like Rhea's gone too. Like Dean's been done. Want to decide to work here after this. Dean has been done for Marty. There's no fucking shot. It's a long shot that Marty gets re-signed. If it does, it's probably because he sues them for uh, wrongful termination, and, and they're like, okay, we'll go, we'll give you a one more one year deal, and then we'll let you go after that. Um, you know, just so they don't get sued. But you could see Marty trying to bait Dave into saying, oh yeah, I'm firing because of this, so he can have like a case. I don't think Marty's that smart. But they <laughs> did pull. They did pull back uh, on their shitting on Marty. Because I, I was telling Mike, I guarantee you the Barstool HR and the Barstool lawyers probably told them, hold off on, on shitting on this guy. 
because he, we could get sued for this. And obviously, Big Cat and Dave don't want to sit through depositions for because Dave's in Miami, Big Cat's in New York, so it'd be a whole fucking clusterfuck trying to get that done. So I, I, it, would, it would make good. It would make good content. I'm sure it yeah. would. But obviously, it's not something that, that they want to go through. And it's funny that you brought up like how Marty doesn't have like any like podcast work ethic or smarts or job or self respect. <laughs> yeah, but or like, life. He doesn't have his own like niche thing at Barstool where it's like right. his thing. Like it's literally, his whole thing is to be laughed at. Not mm-hmm. like he's not making people laugh; they're laughing at him. That's yeah. his whole fucking like stick. Like, yeah, you're not funny, bro. Uh, but onto the pop culture hour. First off, we got on this Corinna Kampf. Mike was very upset about this news when it leaked. Uh, apparently, she was banned from Twitch for one day. She was banned for inappropriate attire. So they banned her for that, and she has 885,000 followers on Twitch. Mike is a big fan of hers because he does subscribe to her OnlyFans. I'm proud to say it, too. And I barely even fucking look at that shit. It's wild. I just love her that much. I've thrown her a free 25 a month or whatever. <laughs> when she does her, like, live streams on Twitch and shit, at crack up, like, when she did the hot tub live stream, she, like, just by accident, like, showed her butt. And she's like, oops, my bad. Like, Yeah, also- they're not fooling anybody with that. Yeah, like, she's so beautiful, dude. It is insane. When she first got to fucking LA and was part of the vlog squad, David she got like 10 times hotter. Like, it's insane how, like, plastic surgery and shit will do it to you. But, like, I don't know if she's had a boob job or anything, but her boob. Apparently, she's all natural, she, she said. Dude, it, it, they look they look pretty damn good. They look great. And look they great. just, I, I don't know how it happened, birth control or whatever, but they got bigger. And she is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Craig was supposed to play Mr. Fantastic in the film, but he backed out due to the rising COVID uh, rates and stuff like that. I really couldn't see him playing that. I, I'm not I'm not a fan of that. I would have like enjoyed it for like a one-off. That's what they said. It was especially just a one-off and then John Krasinski would come in for the actual Fantastic Four movie. But like, did you see the other one about Vin Diesel, especially Black Bolt? I did not see that. Yeah, dude, that he was supposed to be Black Bolt. What the hell kind of casting is this? Because they were going to do a Inhumans movie, the break off from the uh, Inhumans show. show. Yeah. And Vin Diesel was supposed to be Black Bolt. And they did a horrible casting. Yeah. Well, the fan fan edit was funny as fuck when he fucking kills the fucking uh, Doctor Strange. There's Vin Diesel's Photoshop face on it and said, family, family. Uh, oh, Tom Cruise, too. The rumor was that he, he was going to be Superior Iron Man. A writer for uh, Doctor Strange, too, has come on and said, oh, yeah, that's not true. We, we never contacted Tom Cruise, and we, we, he wasn't even thought of. Why not? Why would you not contact him? He's a perfect role for that. He was supposed to be Iron Man uh, for, the, for the first time over, over Robert Downey Jr., but that, that fell through, obviously. Why would you not add him in there? Do you know how fucking insane fans would have went if Tom Cruise was in as Superior Iron Man? I would have went fucking nuts. People swore it was Superior Iron Man, too, when they first saw, like, Captain Marvel. I thought, too, with Captain Marvel. It looked just like him. Yeah. But it was a woman, so sorry. Uh, Doctor Doom as well. Brian Cranston to play Doctor Doom. I can't see that either. Yeah, that that's an off choice. 
I can't see Walter White being uh, Dr. Doom. Now they're saying Ezra Miller, if Ezra Miller's out, Dylan O'Brien could be like, no, that's Nightwing. He's perfectly for, right. for Nightwing. Like, why? DC and Marvel, too. They have this thing about, like, they can't do comic accurate. Blonde hair, DC has a thing against blonde hair characters, too. Ezra, obviously, is brunette. Like, uh, Sasha Calais, Supergirl black hair when she's supposed to be fucking blonde like oh like, i hate that yeah like come oh on. it's brown it's brown it's brunette in the, in yeah. the cw show no fucking she... flash movie oh that's right that's right that's right yeah she's an actual the other melissa bonet is blonde in the supergirl tv show right yeah but it's, it's like a dirty blonde it's not like a very light blonde which annoys me but what can you do about it supergirl's still hot so whatever <laughs> Clark, don't, don't don't come at me. I'm, that's your cousin, not your sister. So let's fucking relax. Is she there? Do you have her on there? No, yeah, yeah, the Catwoman. That's my fucking. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, <laughs> w on that one. I love Batman animated series. Shout out to uh, a Adrian. I, I, I forgot who plays her. Adrian something. Let's let's look it up. Uh, Adrian Barbeau. That's what her name is. Adrian Barbeau is the voice of Catwoman in Batman animated series. Great voice, great character. Did it very well. Catwoman is very attractive in both the games and film. The blonde hair girl that plays Harley Quinn too. She's done a lot of voice. Margot Robbie. No, no, no. In the the animated. Oh, the animated series. She yeah, she oh, also yeah, yeah. did Timmy Turner and shit too. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. And her daughter's fine too now. And this really? girl, this woman's like up there in age. She is absolutely beautiful. Let's her, look up her daughter. Her acting credits for voiceover is wild. She's played so many unexpected roles that you know of. Harley Quinn voice actor. Not Kaylee Kowalko. That's not nope, who I want. That's a new one. Voice actor, animated series. Arlene Sorkin. That's who it is. I, I knew I, I would. Arlene Sorkin. This is her. Okay, so th this this is the actress that plays her. Hold on, I, I have to find her daughter first. <laughs> okay, so this is her. That's Arlene. That's that's not, that's not the daughter. That's her. That's the yeah. voice actress. That, that one looks like a different girl. Oh shit. It might have been an on off on the wrong show. Oh Christ! Hold on, who was this? I know that's definitely not. Or uh, yeah, that's not. Oh damn it! Tara Strong, that's her name. Oh, she plays Harley Quinn too. Yes, I knew I was right. This she's one. also uh, Raven too in uh, Teen Titans. She's got so many acting credits. Oh, and Batgirl too. Fairly Odd Parents, Loki. She was Miss Minutes in Loki. Teen Titans, Teen Titans, Little Mermaid, Powder Puff Girls, Batman the Killing Joke, My Little Pony, uh, Rugrats, Proud Family, Ben 10, uh, Spirit Away for anime fans, Samurai Jack. Oh, I love Tara Strong. And she's so attractive. Uh, Danny too. Phantom. Yeah, but Tara Strong. You want big W. Especially w. back I, in the day. Woo. Oh my god. I, I, hold on. Let's look up Tara Strong Young. <laughs> Here we go. Tara Strong Young. Not Young Justice. Whoa, there you go. That's it right there. Massive W. She is, for, for those that are not big on that, she is a she was background Batman anime series who was Barbara Gordon as well. And she was also, I think, in Batman Arkham. In, in, in the Arkham games, it was Tara Strong who played Harley Quinn instead of Arlene Sorkin, if I'm not mistaken. Mike brought up the Ezra Miller thing, so we uh, we have gotten and obtained exclusive audio. I say that all the time. People get so mad. They're like, it's it's all online. You can find it online. 
I got exclusive audio of Ezra Miller being arrested, and we have it right here, and we're going to play it for you. Exclusive audio. Here we go. My Ninth Amendment rights to not be unlawfully persecuted for a crime of no designation, disorderly conduct being something I am unguilty of. I claim my Fourth Amendment rights to not be searched and seized on no probable cause that you will not be able to offer in a court of law. I claim my Fourth Amendment rights to not be searched and seized. Please do not touch my ring. Definitely come on. Voice crack. You'll get it right my Fourth Amendment rights to not be searched and seizure unlawfully without probable cause. I claim my Fourth Amendment rights to not be unlawful. Hey, you just touched my penis. Please don't do that. I'm not transgender, non-binary. I don't want to be searched by a man. I'm transgender, non-binary, and I don't want to be searched by a man. I claim my Fourth Amendment rights. Oh Those are Nerf guns, just in case you worry that they're bullets. Those are Nerf bullets. Thank you for letting me They are me fake and they are a toy. Thank you for letting me This is my belt buckle and my Nerf bullets. I appreciate that. Please don't take them from me. The flash ring means a lot to me. It's very valuable. <laughs> no shit that flash. That flash ring doesn't mean a shit to you, or else you wouldn't be doing this wild shit, bro. Like, oh, I claim my Fourth Amendment rights not to be illegally searched. Don't touch my ring. You're the Flash, not Green Lantern. Nobody cares about your ring, buddy. Come on. Oh, yeah, actually, the fucking actual Flash shoot's gonna fucking shoot out of it and then fucking run away. Yeah, nobody's intimidated by your ring and your Nerf bullets. Who carries Nerf bullets with them? What a fucking creep. Dude, they're like laughing at him and he's like laughing at it too. Like, oh, this is all just like make believe going on. Who carries Nerf bullets in their belt buckle? Come on. Like, really? You're a criminal. That's, that's me. Like, I don't want you to get it confused for a real bullet and light me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did say that. Uh, all right. Elon Musk and Twitter. This has pissed me off about it for weeks now. So for those that don't know about this, Elon Musk, he was putting a bid in to acquire Twitter for $44 billion. He has now retracted that and said that he is not going to buy it until he can calculate how many fake slash spam accounts there are on the app. The news of him buying Twitter sent Twitter stocks uh, down more than 20% in the pre-market trading before the stock eventually rebounded. Uh, the fake slash spam accounts calculate for less than 5% of all Twitter accounts, according to reports. Uh, and Elon Musk is worth 20, uh, $213 billion. It is such a good point, though, because like Twitter... Who cares? Who cares? This guy, this guy was not going to buy Twitter anyway. I, I don't believe he, he was going to buy it anyway. I think, I think it was a bluff. Dude, money is people that make money know how to keep money. And it is not a good investment to throw more money at something that clearly was overvalued for fucking bots. Like, yeah, obviously, because it, it, it's, it's, it's overvalued because they have trolls on there like Jimmy457, who says, uh, you know, ratio L every time yeah. somebody posts something. And there are LeBron lover 2247. Oh, my, LeBron's so great. And then, and then you say, oh, yeah, I, don't, I disagree with you. And the guy says, oh, yeah, ratio L. Really? Yeah, like all, all these fucking haters and shit that like rip us apart. Like, you have no profile picture, only follow like five people, and like nobody follows you. Like, but, but those are actual people. Those aren't bots in our comments. They're actual people who will comment. <laughs> no profile picture. Have the, have the user 8473157400, and they will comment hate. And then, and then you'll be like, oh, yeah, please show your real face and, and or, or don't comment. And they won't comment anymore because they're, they're in their mother's basements. I don't care if you think we're 12 or you know middle schoolers or high schoolers we do what we want mike's hair looks just fine to me and <laughs> uh, you know his his barber will uh, obviously uh contact him again when she uh becomes uh, available 
uh, sexually. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Anyway, uh, fun fact of the week. This week's fun fact of the week is more men have walked on the moon than men who have scored on Mariano Rivera in the postseason. 12 men have walked on the moon. 11 men have scored off Mariano Rivera in the postseason. He was 8-1 in the postseason with an ERA of .70, 110 strikeouts, 42 saves, and 96 appearances in the postseason in his career. Speaking of the moon, some wild it's shit. It's not about- flat, Kyrie. <laughs> Thinking about like when we first set foot on the moon, we lost that technology, bro. Like you, Have you heard about this shit? I have not. Dude, we literally went to the moon all those years ago, and we didn't go back for like decades. Ten, yeah, decades. And literally couldn't go back because NASA lost the technology, supposedly, and couldn't go back. It, it wasn't by choice. It was literally they lost the technology. How the fuck do you lose it? Right, dude? And like literally Russia and fucking uh, other countries, China and shit, were competing. And like we had that whole moon race and shit. Yeah, Sputnik and shit. Yeah, literally, it's just, it's insane how much technology and shit they say we have lost over the years. It's wild. There's the moon and all this shit. There's so much deeper. People say we never even made it there. It's all just green screen type shit. Like, wild. Imagine. Kyrie Irving probably started that bullshit. (laughs) It's a green screen. Get the hell out of here. Really? Uh, that brings us to our second sponsor of the week, BetUS. Now, BetUS is the best legal online sports book. They allow you to bet on it all. NFL, NBA, NHL, soccer, golf, MMA, horse racing, and NASCAR. Both men and women's ba- college basketball, college football, and even the Canadian Football League. They have their own sports book. They have their own race book. And even if you don't want to bet on sports and you just want to gamble with your money, they also have an online casino. Now, they also have the fastest payouts and get you your money in less than three to five days. They have a fast and easy deposit and withdrawal process, 24-7 personalized services, live wagering on all major games. And to top it off, if you use promo code THEGQUAD, you can get 125% off on a sign-up bonus when you click on the link in the description and sign up today at BetUS. So we appreciate BetUS for sponsoring us this week. I love BetUS. Um, it, they have it all for you if you want to bet. I know Mike's a, a big betting guy, so you know I'm sure Mike uses BetUS as well and uses our code to you know bet on his Philly games because they end up not working in his favor anyway. So congrats uh, to Mike. I'm beating myself up right now. My hometown friend Andre Petrowski was a huge underdog last night. It was a plus two fifty. Will not come on our podcast, by the way. Yeah. Fucking things are too small time, but we'll go on other losers podcast. I'm, is that what he I, said? He said he said we're too small. No, I'm just like oh, putting words in the mouth, but that's what I think. But I still have. I'll I'll say this on live too. I'll fight you, Andre, to get you on the pot. If I win, you oh gotta come on. Oh my god! I tend to get fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ. No need for the brain injuries. Anyway, fucking some guy put twenty five thousand dollars on Andre to win. Won a hundred thousand dollars last night. Like, why the fuck didn't I put a fucking five hundred down? I could have been. Up big right now and happier. <laughs> Unfortunate. Well, if you use Bet US, you, you could have used our, our 125% off uh, sign up bonus and you could, you could have got uh, your money back. Erling Holland. Man City is going to pay uh, Dorman 60 mil for Holland. They're going to pay him $370,000 a week if Man City do not win the Premier League, 
the Champions League and win the quadruple with Erling Haaland, I've ever, the most massive failure I've ever seen in my life. Pep Guardiola has, has been with Man City for six seasons already, and he has won three EPL titles, and he has won zero Champions League titles with them. If they don't win the Champions League with Erling Haaland, I don't know what, what it's going to take for this team to win it all and do what, what, what they have to do. I'm pissed off about this. Haaland, why would you go to the most stacked team in Europe and go play with them instead of coming to a team like my Chelsea and fucking winning it out all with them? I know your dad played with Man City and, and all that other garbage, but this is bullshit, okay? How good do Man City have to be for them to just get to the Champions League final and then choke against Chelsea? They, they come up this year, they lose in the, in the semifinals, and then they go on and sign Holland. How many times does this team have to lose and lose and lose for, for them to get getting all the good players and then not ending up winning the Champions League in the end? This is ridiculous. F financial fair play. What is going on here? Dortmund took the biggest L of all time. They could have gotten 100 200 plus mil for Holland last year during the transfer window, but now we'll only get 60 mil plus a, plus a couple of extra million with the add-ons and shit like that, which is the biggest L I've ever seen in my life. Chelsea, on the other hand, absolutely fucking embarrassing. Losing to Liverpool in the Carabao Cup and in the FA Cup. I am so fucking sick of this team. People are saying, oh yeah, it, 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 it was a good season. No, it's not. We, we, won, the, we won the Super Cup, which, which was a preseason uh, tournament trophy. And then we, then we won the Club World Cup, which we were playing against four-year-olds and teams that don't even exist. We lost back-to-back -back against Liverpool in the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup final. We have not won the Premier League in six seasons. We got knocked out of the Champions League this year. We lost Rudiger to Madrid. We lost Christensen to Barca. But we're also going to lose our captain, Aspilicueta, to Barcelona as well. I'm fucking disgusted watching this shit to see Liverpool fans cheering over fucking beating us is bullshit. I want, first of all, Alonso gone. I want Loftus-Cheek gone. I want Barkley gone. I want Malang Sar gone. And I want new players to come in. Because our owner, first of all, had to sell for fucking bullshit reasons. It's fucking ridiculous that the, that the UK government made him sell the team because they're Arsenal fans. And now we have no owner and, and we have a, an American owner who we don't even know if he's going to spend money on our team to bring in new players. This team obviously needs a whole revamp and I'm just pissed off about it. And I want to see more from my Chelsea because I cannot be doing this shit week in and week out to watch 95 plus minute games. And watch us fucking losing penalties to Liverpool? Get the hell out of here. Do better. Been in the FA Cup three straight years and have lost in each of those years. Arsenal, Leicester, which, which we got robbed of by, by the refs in that game, first of all. And now Liverpool and back-to-back -back of the Cal Rock Cup and the FA Cup final. Celtics are working the goddamn bucks right now. Oh, yeah. Final seven minutes of the game seven. Do or die. Yeah, they're playing as we're speaking, and they are currently up 17 points against Milwaukee. GG. Congrats to Boston. They're winning the title. I'm calling it. Yeah, absolutely filthy. I can't believe they were so close to trading Jalen Brown or splitting up those two, him and Tatum. Like, yeah. rumor was, like, Ben Simmons could have been traded for Jalen Brown. Like, uh, what in the biggest, world? Biggest bullet dodge of all time. Oh, yeah. more, that, that would have been the worst trade of all time for them. I could, I could only, that would have just been like God saying, we're sorry, Philadelphia. Here you go. We're making things right for you. All right. And now they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals and have a shot to win the NBA championship, which I think they will eventually win because they're 
I don't see anybody else beating them. Maybe Golden State gives them a run for their money, but yeah, I, I think, think Celtics I think... definitely win the uh, finals this year. Like their only threat is literally the Warriors. Phoenix ain't good enough. The Dallas wouldn't be able to beat them. Like they're a deep, well fucking built team that has just dogs all over the court. Boston has way more guys as well. I can get onto onto the perimeter and guard Curry and Clay and you know sw- and switching as well is a big thing for teams playing Golden State. And I think Boston has as players and and a team that is capable of doing that. They got great defenders and I I think they they right now if if Golden State, which I I do think Golden State is going to the finals. I think if Golden State gets to the finals and they match up against Boston, I I think Boston beats them out with you know with with, with their defense. Boston get to have like all these good sports teams that are consistently always good. The Bruins, the Red Sox, the fucking well, well, the Red Sox are shit this year. Yeah, but still, they they had their twenty year run of dynasty. Like they all had dynasties. The Bruins are always up there. The Patriots were always up there. It is not fair. Celtics are literally like the face of the NBA besides the Lakers. Like right. Speaking of the Patriots, the NFL. There's a story that came out recently that uh, a Jets and a Giants fan are suing the Jets and Giants in a class action lawsuit. So a Jets and a Giants fan uh, are suing their teams in a class action lawsuit on the grounds that the teams tricked them into believing that they both played in New York City. They at first sued them, demanding that they move back to New York City, and they are now suing them. Uh, say, stating that they must remove New York from their name and change it to New Jersey. Both fans apparently bought tickets to see their teams play in what they thought was New York City, but they were shocked to find out that they played in New Jersey. Both teams have not played in, in New York City in 45 years. Giants first round draft pick, too, also did not know they played in New York. Oh, yeah, York. Thibodeau. Yeah. How the fuck do you not know that? Everybody knows that. They don't play in New York. They play in, they play in the same stadium, too. They play in MetLife in New yeah. Jersey. East which Robinson. is which is falling apart right here. Oh, damn, it's a shithole. Tom Brady. This guy's pissing me off. Oh, legend. I love him now, now that he's out of Boston. Like he's he's blossomed into like such a cooler guy now. Which I bet he probably always was like that, but Bill fucking sucked the life out of him. Tom Brady and Fox Sports have agreed to a 10-year $375 million contract that will go into effect after his retirement and will put him in the broadcast booth and make him the highest paid broadcaster of all time. How much more is this guy going to go on? We don't need to see more of you, Thomas. Go home, enjoy your hot wife, and go ride to the sunset. We don't need to see you anymore. But this just shows how much husbands and men do not want to be around their wife and kids. This guy is willing to go back into the NFL, get tackled by large linebackers, possibly injure his own neck, and now he is signing on for a 10-year contract to go broadcast the games that he will not retire from. We don't need more of you, Tom. Fucking retire and get away from us already. Dude, I love the uh, journalists that are just so salty that he is literally stepping in taking all their jobs straight from the field. Like they hate that these players are now just able to walk in the world of media and just do it better and get Tom, paid. Tom, I, I guarantee you, he was so mad seeing Tony Romo call those plays before they happened. He was like, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to steal his job. Come on, Thomas. Can you let people have anything? 
Like, let people enjoy their lives, and you're just fucking ruining it for him. It cracks me up, too, that he got he's a brand ambassador for Fox. So, like, what, are you going to have to do three posts a day on your story? Yeah. Like- <laughs> and he's also, no, ESPN did a 10-part do- documentary on him, and he ends up going to Fox to go be with them and be their broadcaster instead of being on ESPN and being on Monday Night Football. Because I, I think that that's way bigger than being on Sunday nights, right? We are in the process of hiring some summer interns. So, if, if you want to be an intern for the G-Quad... Hit us up in the DMs on Twitter, Instagram, um, and everything like that. And uh, if, if you want to be an intern, let us know, and we'll, we'll think about hiring you to come on and be a summer intern for us and, uh, you know, help participate in the G-Quad and, you know, and G-Quad Media. So if, if you're interested in that, DM us and let us know, and uh, we'll, we'll put a post out um, as well uh, advertising that. Somebody wrote an article uh, basically ar- arguing that RG3's rookie year was overrated. This person who wrote this article says that RG3 season was overrated and in a season in which he threw 3,200 yards, 20 touchdowns, and rushed for 815 yards and another seven rushing touchdowns. He said that he was overrated because he wasn't as effective when he was forced to sit in the pocket and make throws. He said much of his success came from the play action and due to how common it was run back in the early 2010s. He said because it was so effective, that's why RG3 was successful. But he said he wouldn't be effective as much if he didn't get injured and was playing today because teams don't run it as often. He said if he played today, he wouldn't be as effective due to teams not running play action as often as they did 10 years ago. And then he also states, for example, the Buffalo Bills ran 196 play action passes in 2021. That was the most of any NFL teams at 29.92%. In 2012, Washington ran the play action 42% of the time, which is 7% higher than the next closest teams that season of Seattle and Minnesota, who only ran it 35% of the time. They were the, also the highest play action passes percentages since play action was started to get tracked in 2005. His stats when trailing or tie in the fourth quarter were 60.9% completion percentage, 552 yards, 6 yards per attempt, 2 TDs, 0 interceptions, 22 rushes, 165 rushing yards, and 1 rushing touchdown. The guy said he had a good ball control, but he believes that RG3's numbers were mediocre. He said he threw 13 passes that went for 30 plus yards, but all three of them were off of play action. He said he had great potential, but if he didn't get injured, teams would have ended up figuring him out and he wouldn't have been as successful. I disagree because just it, it really just depends on who the head coach and offensive coordinator is because look at Lamar Jackson with Baltimore. They literally changed their offense to fit Lamar's strengths. And that's all you got to do to like, when you have a freak athlete, like Lamar Jackson and Robert Griffin III, who is a Olympic athlete level. Like if you run that play action scheme and everything, have a good running game, you're going to be more successful. And that's what they did that first year. But then he just couldn't keep up with it after his injury. The schedules did release. And uh, I want to go through the, uh, the Eagle schedule and the Bear schedule one by one. We'll do we'll do Philly first for Mike, and then and then we'll uh, well and end it off with the Bears. Week one is the Lions. I'm going W on that one. Yep, dub. Uh, week two against Minnesota on Monday Night Football. L. Really? Yeah. All right. I, Mike, Mike's a Philly fan, so I, I I'd say W, but Mike's saying L, so I'll I'll, I'll give it to him. It's in Minneapolis, right? Yeah, in Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota. Yeah, um, I think the uh, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins connection is just going to be too much. Uh, week three at Washington. L, 
my boy Carson Wentz revenge tour. He's a big Carson Wentz stand. Mike stands that guy to the death. Uh, week four uh, versus Jacksonville. Dub. They beat their old oh, head coach. Hey, that's not even. That's not even close. Week five at Arizona. When New D Hop, only that's Hollywood true. Brown. Uh, week six versus, versus Dallas. That's a Christmas Eve night game too, right? I'm not sure. At Dallas, you said? No, uh, no, you're at home. Oh, that, that's a win, Philly. Uh, week seven is a bye week. Week eight versus Pittsburgh. Oof, that's a W. I don't know who the quarterback will be, but. Uh, week eight at Houston on Thursday Night Football. W. Davis Mills ain't beating the Eagles. Week 10 versus the Commanders on Monday Night Football. I think Carson sweeps them 2 0. Really? Wow, okay. Week 11 at Indianapolis. Ooh, that's a tough one. L. Really? L for the Eagles. Jeez. Uh, week 12 versus Green Bay. Oh, I think they win in Green Bay. Week 13 versus Tennessee. I think they I'm win. going W. Yeah. No, no wide receivers. No, and they got oh, unless they're uh, unless Derrick Henry just fucking goes off. Then I don't think yeah. uh, I don't think they lose. Oh, uh, week fourteen at the Giants. Win. W. That's not even close. Yeah. Uh, week fifteen at the Bears. Mm. Win. Are you sure about that? I'm positive. Justin week sixteen. Field. Picked off, pick six. Justin Fields throws for 8,000 yards that game, 45 touchdowns. They win it by 100,000 points. Calling it right now. Week 16 at Dallas. I say L. Really? Split the series. Week 17 versus New Orleans. Oof. L. Really? I like Jamison, the Saints. They just made uh, Honey Badger. Like they have some good. Who gives a fuck? Awesome. That that team's off all over the place. They got Landry, right? They just signed Landry. Please, that guy's not. That guy's not as good as people think he is. Week eighteen versus the Giants. W. That's w. just put in. No, that's not even. Eagles didn't have a single win against a team with a five hundred record last year. They only all went right. to the playoffs because of QBs were backups and third stringers. Eleven wins, so that makes six losses. 11 and 6 season. What do you think? That's pretty damn good. A lot better than last year. You guys went what? 9 and 7? What? 9 and 9 and 8? 9 and 8, yeah. No more 8 and 8 seasons. I was going to say 9 and 7. What the fuck? That's... Go, go back to 16 games. 17 is so stupid. All right. Now time for my Bears. Uh, week 1 against San Francisco. They have no quarterback. I'm going to go W for that one. Uh, week two at Green Bay on Sunday Night Football. Justin Fields throws for 8 billion yards. W on that one. Uh, week three against the Texans. W on that one. They are shit. Uh, week four against the Giants. W on that one. Get the fuck out of here. Four and oh. Look at that. Okay, hold on. The Bears two years ago went four and oh as well. And then we fucking, we lost every other game after that. So it, it, they, they could get out to a good start. And then they could fucking, they could choke. Week five against Minnesota. Mm, that's a tough one. I believe we beat their ass there every time. No, put that L down. Put that L down. But this is a podcast. Four people can't even fucking see that shit. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't want to say Bears 5-0, and oh, but I'm going to have to go with W on that one as well. I think the Bears got up to a nice start. Week 6 against Washington. Mm, on Thursday Night Football. That's a short week. I'm going to go L on that one. Ooh, I, I, I thought you were going to say perfect season for your Bears. No, I, I fucking <laughs> wish. 
Uh, here we go. Week seven at the Patriots. Monday Night Football. That's a longer week for them as well. They got more rest. I'm going to go with L on that one as well. Week eight against the Cowboys. I'm going to go W. Week nine against Miami. I'm going to go L because we never win against Miami. Week 10 against the Lions. I'm going to go W on that one. Week 11 against the Falcons. We beat their ass last time we played them. I'm going to go W on that one. Week 12 against the Jets. I'm going to go W on that one. Week 13 against Green Bay. W on that one. <laughs> Week 15 against Philadelphia. Ooh, at home as well. I'm going to go L. I'm, I'm, I, know, I know I said L for Mike as well, but I think Jalen <laughs> Hurts kicks our ass that game. Week 16 against the Buffalo Bills. I'm just going to go automatic L on that one. Uh, week 17 against the Lions. I'm going to go W on that one. Week 18 against Minnesota. Dave, you spelled Vikings wrong. Vikings? You fucking idiot. Jesus Christ. I'm going to fire this guy. I can't fucking stand this fucking guy. Week 18 against the Vikings. W. All right, what is that? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. <laughs> 12 wins next season. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. 12 and 5. Bears 12 and 5. They win the division. Calling it. All out throughout the world, we have architecture that's just absolutely unexplainable. That like it's just landmarks that we do not know how they got there, who built them, how the fuck did they build it with the technology of their time? It makes zero sense. Things like the pyramids, fucking like those uh big faces that like are just like in the these land that like big old empty land that are just like literally fucking stone faces. Like, but the wildest shit is that. Deep miles beneath the earth, there are fucking more. It's just, it just keeps going. Like in Chicago, is a big city known for mud floods. You have what you can see above ground, and then they have full on fucking floors beneath it. And they're called mud floods because obviously mud and dirt just covers it all up. Right. But when they dig it all up to renovate and shit, they've discovered like things that they just, they never knew that was there. Wow. And it's just like, how the fuck did people build this shit before our time? Yes, yeah, same thing in Rome, too. The, uh, I, I think in Rome, they were trying to build the, I think it was a train state or a subway. And when they were trying to excavate it, they found an entire underground city or tunnels or, or some tunnel things in there that were made d during the Roman Empire. Yeah. In London and shit is very like, they say in the UK, they don't like, uh, renovating and digging up shit because job sites are constantly paused because they find artifacts that they then cannot work on. They have to bring in specialists to come in on the job. Like they found all their skeleton bones in Paris and shit right. and the catacombs and things like that. They were just building a big story came up like a few months ago that McDonald's that they found. They found all these bones and everything and they turned it into a museum part of mcdonald's so like when you look through the ground you can see like all these fucking landmarks and shit like you just are looking at history before your eyes and, and i think there's some laws too where if 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 you find things like that you're, you're not allowed to build on it because they're considered historical landmarks or historic or history in general and human remain, remains are just like a big big red flag too like projects right. are just on hold forever and a lot of like people are like big projects big companies are known for like 
saying like don't report this shit like we need this job to continue like just carry on if you go to like egypt and go visit the great pyramids and you ask them how were people during this time able to build things so precisely more than we are than we can now and there's literally no no answer for it whatsoever it's just a, a big mystery that people don't really know about because we don't we really don't have, have an, an explanation for it at all that's going to do it for this week's show we appreciate everybody for coming out and showing us support week in and week out we appreciate all the support on our social medias if you're watching on youtube like and subscribe also leave a comment as well and if you're watching via podcast format leave a five-star review and leave your own written review as well which will help boost the podcast numbers up and get us onto the top charts as well we appreciate everybody for coming out and showing us love each and every week and as always have a blessed week and we'll see you guys next week